Welcome to Vaguely Music. And this is a special edition of Vaguely Music because although we're not releasing them back to back, I think we might, I don't know, it's the future, it doesn't matter. This, we were recording this the same night that we did some nostalgia, some reflecting. So I wanted to, I wanted to tie these two together because I wanted them to both be both sides of the coin, if you will. We spent the past couple, like what, 45 minutes or so reflecting on the, on seven years worth of Double Bar. I wanted to hone in on the past three weeks, which if you haven't seen behind the curtain has been crazy. Yeah. So in terms of past three weeks, uh, essentially that is the move of Double Bar, our music store from our original location to our new location, uh, which is a very different feel. And just the whole process has been um, completely daunting. Yeah. Overwhelming. Um, and I had mentioned in the podcast previous, I guess if you release this, the, the other one later, then uh, I had future mentioned I, this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at the same, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, one of my things in life that I really uh, think is one of my strengths is making lemonade out of lemons. And this, and I don't think that's just my strength. I think that's also yours and your mother's. Yeah. Um, and I think this tested as many of us. Like I can tell, you know, between behind the, like really when the curtain was like, unveiled the three of us were and i actually think as far as like attitude towards each other we handled that at about as good of a level as we could have yeah Um, so i feel like um if you haven't listened to our earlier podcast episodes it would actually be awesome to i would recommend going back and mm -hmm. listening to the one on pacing yes (laughs) because we threw that out the window yeah that was gone well i think i think it unfortunately was the exact example of sometimes there's going to be periods where you can't life pace like yes. the pace of life will just be beyond uh what is considered manageable for a, a long-term commitment and that was that was what the last three weeks have been which is everybody expending energy beyond what they had yep. um in a non uh a non-maintainable uh, level yeah and for so, days for days and for I, weeks yeah and i find myself teaching is usually easy for me like it's it's usually a lot of fun i enjoy people i enjoy taking people there i enjoy watching the light bulb go off so that's easy it's not that, that teaching it's not that i'm good like a magical teacher and teaching it's like oh i'm a great teacher or anything it's that teaching like talking to people and helping people and going on the path that's fun to me and so i consider that like less of like work um but this past couple weeks uh and i think that's because i i naturally i have a decent amount of energy yeah and i have a lot of love for it and a passion for music the past couple weeks have been like literally like starting a fire for teaching like i still really care and everything but it's like Oh man, I'm tapping into energy reserves that might well, not be there. Well, teaching is problem solving. It is, and because it, each student that you have come in, especially if you're seeing them one on one like that, mm-hmm. um, each student has their own strengths and weaknesses. So yep. what you have to do is look at what those are, problem solve how to help them improve, and then and then enact on that and give them sort of a step by step of how to improve on that. And it's you have to recreate that plan for each student because they're all at different skill levels, they're all doing different things. So um, 
so when your brain is clear and has has space to like yeah. go through that thought process and that planning process it's like it can be a really enjoyable interesting thing to do it's a lot of fun you get to know people like it's all about hey and everybody you talk about strengths and weaknesses but also what people want to do mm-hmm. like is drastically different for each student and so i don't think people understand I shouldn't say people. I think the working gigging musician, there's a stereotype. Not everybody. There's a stereotype that teaching is the easy way out. Yeah. And I would like to to counter that with, no, that's a lie. Like teaching is emotionally draining heavily if you're invested. Oh, it's, a very, it's a very different skill set. You yeah. can be a phenomenal performer and a terrible teacher. You can be a great teacher and not a great performer. Um, so obviously the perfect world is can you, you do both? Yes. Right. And uh, so – this has been a, a trying time, not only for, for teaching, it's also been a lot of fun. Like, I don't want everybody to think that, like, we're not asking, especially myself, I'm not asking for a pity party. I can only speak for myself, but I'm not asking for a pity party. I'm not asking for a woe. This is exactly what I signed up for when I talked to Kelsey last summer, and I was like, is there a position for me at Double Bar beyond, like, just teaching and running the front desk? And you said, yes, let's, let me, you know, like. Yeah, I'd love to uh, maybe even frame this um, in the context of, uh, how to, if you think of this as like a journey in how to uh, build, uh, not build relationships, but in the context of relationships and, and professional relationships. Mm-hmm. And also where do relationships go from being personal to professional to uh, when you have to put demands or a change of responsibility and task, like that's all very much relationship based. And I think uh, the last three weeks, looking at it from that perspective, will actually make this whole process much clearer. Yeah. To to for, for those of you who are interested in in what it's like, I would say for us, this was a big career move. This was a big career choice mm-hmm. for a Double Bar as a business. Like what it means for everybody individually is going to be a little different, but for Double Bar as a business and for the people who are very much tied into this business, this is a big career move. And um, as with any big career move, there's like a lot of um, fluctuating demands on the people within that move, the people who are involved in it. And so, uh, so a little bit of context, we've been looking, Double Bar had been looking for a location, um, Potentially, I mean, not 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 intensely, but casually looking for a new location. We didn't know if it was going to be feasible financially, um, but we had been looking for maybe the last year and a half actively, and um, with no real expectation of finding anything. But but we went and looked at spaces, and we we talked prices with with prospective other landlords or. You know, we just kind of see what our options were, but nothing had really uh, fit the bill that met our needs space-wise and uh, financially. So um, that was a conundrum that we had still been thinking about and looking for. And my sister, who we shared my sister's location, for those of you who don't know, she ran a yoga studio that was um, in the same plaza with Double Bar's old location. And in the interim, since we couldn't find another location big enough to suit our needs, we shared her space um, and also helped financially, right? So that way um, we were both supporting that extra space 
um, and that allowed us to do some of our bigger projects that we didn't have room for in our core base. And she had also been looking for a bigger space because, you know, she didn't want to put up with us taking it over two days a week with musical instruments. Yeah. Which is... Which is valid. Yeah, I think, you know, think something, just a side note, and I don't think, I don't know if Kim listens to them, but like, you know, I can, I can bet some of the stuff that, that was the reason why she wanted to move beyond just the location was the rock program. It was like, I remember I, I played a gig with her and I, I'm, this is me kind of saying stuff like this over the podcast because it's not something you want to just like go up to somebody. And she was like complaining because like there have been a massive amount, I think it was fruit flies at studio on six um because the people had been eating fruit well it wasn't like the students it was like totally just me throwing out fruit in like casually in the double bar thing so i mean like, i'll just i'll just throw out here that you know emptying the trash is an easy way to get around that yeah i mean that's shade too that's sibling shade. <laughs> I, I, don't wanna, I get to throw yeah. a sibling shade Absolutely. that's okay so but the, that's just the, the thought process like uh, from from an outside point of view uh, on a serious note um there's like we use that space for the rock program and so there's like there's only limited hours we could we could both yes. have an ensemble and like it, it was and it, for a while it worked because like studio on six was growing uh and the rock programs and marcel's program it's your voice was growing we needed overflow and, yep and so the two balanced it was and, very symbiotic but but the demands it started, that. Yeah, and so, it started to, which is like a good problem to have. Like yeah. it could be the inverse. And I would say, so from a business standpoint, right? So in your own personal career, what they say businesses fail a lot of times because they expand too soon. Um, and that ends up being, that ends up being unfortunate. Now I do have to say that that double bar from day one, a lot of our business has been built on recommendations and word of mouth so the growth has actually been very manageable and very gradual and so it's it's been easy to grow with the demand because it has grown that way um and you know we talked about space we talked about space we talked about space but that that sort of fear of of expanding too early always kept us a little on the slow side of like okay I don't want to commit and then be in over our head and, and, and do we really need it? How much let's really look at the situation and see how, how full are the rooms? How many days a week? Right. I remember, yeah. I remember driving to go see, um, off kilter one night. Um, this was a a different night. Uh, we've seen them a good amount. Like, wow. Um, we, we were driving and you and I were calculating. Okay. So if we're at capacity, What's the most double bar could make? And I remember reflecting on the numbers and being like, okay, that's like, it'll never be in a perfect world, right? But like, you'll never have every teacher, like five hours of students, like three to six or so, three to eight, right? Or anything, but like double bar was consistently filling these rooms, the the keyword. And then I remember my second summer working here, summer, for those of you who don't know, is usually when students come in and out yeah. So, and and this actually depends on the location. So right. I've taught in some locations where, where it's been very even keel throughout the year. Um, there's been some fluctuations, but but not as extreme. Westport, um, if you're not from the area, is a very um, seasonal sort of town. Um, people like to take their summers off so that they can go. We're right on the beach, so 
just take advantage of, of warm weather, travel. Um, we're not far from New York. We're not far from the Cape. We're not far from a lot of, of easy short-term adventures. So a lot of people duck out in summer and yeah, I'd have to say, I agree. The tipping point for us, which, um, which in the scheme of things ends up being that our dip off was not so extreme as it had been. And, and the flow of students and also the increased enrollment in our programs was held through what was normally up until that point the quietest season so for me from a from a business standpoint i started seeing the writing on the wall which is okay we've been very careful about our our expansion right um sharing a space with my sister was a very safe way for us to have a little extra room but without necessarily putting us in the red um and allow us to kind of grow and see if we did in fact need to make use of extra space and then it turned into like oh yeah wow we really can use this and this has proven very beneficial and then that next stage was wow okay our rooms are starting to fill and stay full pretty consistently and and as you said nothing's ever perfect and in music in in a music career there's a lot of fluctuation but it seems to be evening out um so there was the writing which was if you want the business to continue to grow you know the need to have a space that can accommodate the growth is is there and i i think that's something that is worth looking at in in any career path is just because you want to grow doesn't mean that you should you have to look at where you really are at what is what is the demand are you really maxing out what your current situation is or do you just want to grow because you feel like you want to grow and that's different and I think that's where probably people fail is they go oh I really want to grow but that doesn't mean that that you're in a situation to and and I think I think um because we've had such a gradual gradual growth that that has allowed for this moment yeah and I, I want like the new location is awesome but like if you look and there's a lot more we can do but if oh, you yeah. look at the enrollment and everything it's it's consistent we have there are some opportunities to grow but it's not like we went to this place that is quintuple the size with 25 lesson rooms and then all of a sudden you have to hire three times more staff it is a logical step up growth like oh we can continue what we're doing this makes sense financially and now we can sustain a lot a lot too now is how much you and myself and Marcel can do with like how important is the time and the energy we are expending. For example, Kelsey and I, we thankfully we have Jack on Saturdays, but like Kelsey and I would have to break down everything at a studio on six all of the time. Yep. And it's like, that's a lot of energy to set up and break down and consistently do this. Yeah, every it takes about... Day. 30 to 40 minutes to set up the space. And then because we're normally more tired by the end of the rehearsal, it normally takes 40 minutes to an hour to end up breaking down at the end of the night. So that's, you know, an hour and a half to two hours of time spent assembling and disassembling. So the hope in our new location was that, okay, we, this new location presents us with an independent space that can stay 80 to 90% assembled at all times. Therefore cutting out, two hours of work not just once but 
twice a week yeah, for for eight out of the twelve months. Yeah, and and that's and that's an investment too because the way programs work, and I think there's a lot of wisdom to this, is that like there's a chance now, a pretty big chance that within the next year or two. I didn't even say chance. It's going to happen. Like, there's not just going to be programs on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Like, and so now there's an opportunity there for different things. There's sustainability, and then two, like when we, when we would have to set up, one of us would have to make, you know, we'd have to have holes in our schedule before we had somebody permanently setting it up on Saturdays. Like, you don't teach on Wednesdays, and so you'd have to be like, well, I'm basically ducking out and setting it by myself because. I didn't have like a gap and the only gap I had was like, oh, I've got 30 minutes to shove food in my face because I'm going to be here until 11. Like we, we would have to like balance out when somebody had a hole and it's, it's, it's very exhausting. So I want to, I want to fast forward for just one second. Um, you've been very patient with the move and we've talked about places since really, since I got involved in this hearing about this information, not like anything is seeing places or anything, not for a long time, but I got involved in, in hearing the updates probably around like, July, August, September, July, August, yeah. September, probably about the where the like end of the program. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you started letting Seven, me know. Yeah. And it was very clear. It was like, okay. And then I remember Kim was talking around the new year, like, hey, I've got something. The first couple of weeks of January, I've got something. We went off to NAM and got exhausted but super inspired yep. about what the next step for Dovar was. It's so funny. A lot of the ideas we've we've thrown in, but the biggest idea – from Double Bar about like what's the next step for Double Bar? We're out from Nam. What's the next step? It's like well, it's actually moving and nothing like from completely you know. unrelated to everything you learned well, in Nam. It's actually <laughs> but that was a big bonding experience for Kelsey, Marcel, and myself. Like talk about how much you can deal with each other. That was really good uh, in the long run because it's like okay, cool. This is what it's gonna be like. Actually, having because by the time we were all out of Nam, we were all fried fried yeah and that made this time so much easier yeah because can you imagine if we had spent had that much time spent with each other like for example we had talked about nam i think a little bit we were together 12 hours a day running around organizing talking grabbing this that conferences notes and so by the time you come back and you're like sleep you're sleep deprived you're like you got to go right back to work it's it's a lot um and so we had that experience of like, okay, this is the threshold. Guys, this is the threshold, right? And so that experience might have been the best takeaway from NAM you could ask for. Yeah. Because we needed to push the threshold before. And it's like, hey, so we can't have what happened at NAM happen. Like what happened at NAM, like, and all of us being fried at the end. Fried and that's, cranky. Yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah exactly. that's okay because the business isn't moving. Everybody can just take some time. We can breathe. We'll see each other like – it's cool. We'll be operational. Just take some time, breathe, sleep, and then we'll be good to go. We'll communicate once when we're when we're all ready to communicate. It will solve itself. We like we do more good than harm. It's gonna be okay. We just need to pace. This time there was like, hey, we need to have a unified front. So you know? here's the thing. I'm 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 sure for any of you that have moved before, you've experienced what it's like to move. Uh, either from apartment to apartment or apartment to home or home to home, right? Um, so the big difference with this, with moving a business is um, there is no time to be un unpacked. Yes. So for yeah. example, we, you know, 
we're a music business. While we are happy and we're growing, uh, this is a business of love and we cannot afford to pay two rents simultaneously. So we cannot afford, we could not have afforded to pay rent in this location and set everything up here and then gradually shift our teachers and lessons over with this place being fully set up. So what that left us was um, one weekend where we would close for two days of business, Friday and Saturday, Sunday were normally closed, and we had three days to move everything out of the original location and get it into this location and get the bare minimum set up so that we could function on Monday and have lessons and classes as planned. So the stress of that is um, is very real Every because <laughs> because what yeah. we did is we we just said yes we're we're all in on this and we would like to expand our business and grow. Um, but of course, you know, that's increased rent and increased demands, increased expectations, which are all, you know, hopefully manageable and we've planned accordingly. So this is fine. But it doesn't mean that we, we have to be in business. We have to be functional. Yeah. Um, and there's also teachers and staff members who are, are relying on this income. Right. So um, so the stress, which is a little different from being moving home where you can pace yourself overall about what you want to set up first what's important to you mm -hmm. what would you like to spend some time what project would you like to tackle tonight to unpack yeah that's not the case here it's oh my god we need to have five lesson rooms up and running stat yeah and so let's 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 condense this so about three weeks before the move like the first week of first or second week of march i talked with kelsey i came in I come in on Wednesdays around noon, um, and I talked to Kelsey, and I was like, how was looking at the place today? And Because Kim was like, hey, you got to come check this place out. And you and Marcel had went, and you had told me, yeah, I think we're moving. And I knew, because you're a pretty no BS person, I mean, I definitely would have been like, if it didn't, if we didn't move, I would have been like, oh, okay, that's no problem. It's not like you lied or something. Yeah, yeah. But I knew there was a massive chance, more likely than not, that it's like we're moving, and also it's going to be soon. And so I remember coming in, checking out the place that day, um, and then you and I had done a, a video tour, and then I, you know, we had the goal was like, okay, first step of moving is like, for well, one of the first steps, right? One of them everybody has to know we're moving because like you talk about like businesses have to be financially viable you know how you don't have anything have nobody show up to your business yeah like there you go that's a massive fail so it's like we had about three weeks to run a massive campaign for like the hundred what 150 plus like there are a lot of students a lot of families too not just like individual people but families yeah. as well like the number is almost irrelevant like yeah. um well, and so, and you th you have to think that, um, like with any any promotional change, right? So everything everything behind the scenes has to change. So, of you know, there were some things that I, I, I made the preemptive mistake of changing early, which was uh, about two days before we closed. So I didn't see this as being too early because I, I was like, oh, heaven forbid, this takes a long time, right? So I was like, oh, I'm going to update our information on Google because there's normally an acceptance period before they publish it. Yeah, well, it turned out whoever was working for Google that day was like on his <laughs> game because 
I update our, our new address into the Google Maps so that way, you know, when people start GPSing us on Monday, it takes them to the correct place, right? Yep. So I, I do that two days before we close. And one of my personal students uh, apparently would put, the, <laughs> yeah. even though he had been coming, he knows where we are, he knows where we're located, but he would actually GPS to avoid traffic. And so sometimes the GPS would send him a different way if something was really backed up. Well, he did that and it took him to the new location. Of course, we weren't here yet. So he pulled in and he was like, oh, well, noted. And then I had to turn around and drive back. So so there were some yep. things I, I preemptively got a little too type A about changing. But um, yeah, it was it was a lot of pre-planning how to introduce this, this location change for especially students that aren't attending the same time every mm -hmm. week. You got to guarantee that they see this message. Um, and so, then... Yeah, we did a massive, massive... Kelsey and I collaborated and we did a massive, massive social media campaign we had filmed a video through. We had we had printed out things on the door. Uh, we had something like a countdown every day. You and I had made a little press conference. We had made a bunch of content to make sure that like the messages in the world. Right. You can't you can't move around without seeing it or hearing. And you had made a great point. Like even if you don't see the little signs on each individual door, you're gonna hear the other teacher talking about it when your student gets out of lessons. You're yep. gonna hear people talking about it. Like whoever, I was at the front desk, you were at the front desk, somebody would remind you, you'd see it on Facebook, you'd see it on Instagram, you'd see it on Snapchat, you'd see it on YouTube. Like you would make sure to see it. And I thought actually overall, we, we had a great, rate of success yeah we had people. like a 99.0 yeah and you, so you have to throw the outlier something. out so now let's let's branch out for a second you talk about like working relationships this is at the time we are moving is the culmination of our rock program the one i had mentioned in the last program which was like let's really make it special and so we did oops and so we had done a songwriting program yeah. where they had recorded they were going to record they have to go in studio and record their original and with a video um and then that same night they were going to be performing in providence at alchemy and that unfortunately happened to fall on the moving weekend yeah so when you tell is i chuckle because like you know we, we closed down for two days friday and saturday and I was just like, we didn't really close down for Saturday. We just moved the kids around. <laughs> like yeah, they might not be in an individual individual room, but. And I think this is where the relationship piece kicks in in a huge way. So I I ended up being very sick for our move. <laughs> some <laughs> some yeah. angel oh. some angel gave me the flu, um, and uh, so I had a, a limited number of options of how I could contribute and so the what came out of it was actually really wonderful and also highly stressful which was <laughs> um i had to completely let go of of being in charge and now that's after seven years of running this business and building this business from nothing and that's a very hard thing and i think um i guess this is the same thing as like a parent with kids or or just general employer to anything is that you you hope that you've set enough in place that that things will fly when you're not there but then of course if you're a true you know self-employed 
type A personality, your your plan is to never not actually be there. You're always going to be there anyway. But you're going to set everything up as if you're not going to be there. But then you're just going to be there anyway because that's how we roll. So this was the true test of like, okay, I've been running this. How well have I been communicating? Um, not just and, – and by this, I mean not just double bar, right? So double bar has been running, but also the rock program has been running, right? Which has also been a, like a sub sub – child of double bar mm-hmm. so there's all these things that are up and functioning that it's then like okay i am flat out ill it was and literally worst case scenario like it was the worst case so scenario i remember I, wednesday night you and i were staying late it was the like it was the level exchange rehearsal and i'm pretty good at reading you and i are pretty good at reading each other now i know it goes you go through phases sorry to blow up your spot on on a microphone but there's like oh everything's not working and it's like that's like okay we're at the end we're at the 8 30 like all of this is like oh it's just work already right and then like at 11 i can tell when it's like when you're really tired because like the eyes will half go and you'll basically be okay with whatever i'm about to say yep which is like the go-to that's when it's like guys that's when you really push be like you know maybe i should get paid a little more maybe i should take the day <laughs> off like <laughs> that's the go-to but i like i could read that and i thought that was you being tired mm. That was not true. No, that <laughs> it, was actually. I feel like that was Maury. Well, it turns out that was a lie. <laughs> so I got a call from Tom, Kelsey's husband, around twelve thirty. Uh, no, maybe like two. Uh, and he was like, "Yo, Strumfler. Uh, hey, what's up, Tom? Um, never, never just like, hi, Ryan. Hey, how's it going? Hey, yo, Strumfler. I'm like pulling the phone away from my my head. Like, okay. He's like, hey, what's the info for um, the website we use to book all the students? And I told him, and he was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, Kelsey's, like, laid out in bed, but she'd be really mad if I told you. Okay, I'll talk to you later. And I was just like yeah. – And I was like, okay. And then I got a call from him again at 5.30 being like, yeah, you're probably going to run the rock program. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I got a call from Marcel at 9, and I was just like, oh, this is real. This is real. Yeah. And that's when – you know what I did immediately once I got the second call from Tom is I was just, like, hanging out getting ready to go out, like have a couple, have a couple beers, go to the arcade, um, and like stay up until like one thirty-two cause I don't need to be at work for quite a while. And I promise you this, I immediately went and I made like a bunch of vegetables. I just stopped and I stopped. I didn't have a single drink that night and I just like started eating healthy and getting, cause like my excitement and energy and adrenaline started pumping through like, yeah. okay, it's time to step up. And it's like, Hey, you're going to need to calm that. Cause more than like your adrenaline, I know you're excited. I know there's a lot going on. I know there's a lot to think, but you need to stop right now. Mm-hmm. Like you need to go to bed ASAP. You need to eat healthy. You need to drink a bunch of water and prep yourself because it's going to be whatever you think your limit is, you're going to push right past it. So you better get plan your rest now. Yep. Um, so when I got, I got that call. I went to bed at like 10 30 and then I remember seeing you the next day, Friday. Yeah, so here's here's the fun part, right? So for those of you who dream of being self-employed, here's, <laughs> here's a reality check. Um, so the downside of being self-employed, I had set all the pieces in motion for moving my business. And um, part of being the business owner means that uh, a lot of times you have to be the person who ha- is the authority which means when you're moving your business uh, and you have people coming through to, you know, set up all of your systems, like your heat and your electricity and your 
communications, telephone, internet, all of these crucial things that need to be in place for you to function. Um, they're not going to accept anybody else who is going to be there. You have to be there. Um, and when you are the one who rents the U-Haul and your license is on it, you are the one that has to show up to actually drive that vehicle. So we had a little conundrum because I was baking at home with a 103 fever and I knew as much as everybody was telling me, don't come in, stay home, sleep. I knew in my heart of hearts that it was like, I have no option. I have to be there at 8 a.m. because if I am not, uh, this is a Friday and we are not going to be able to function on Monday because there will be no phone. There will be no internet. There will be no teaching lessons. There will be possibly no electricity. And, uh, oh yeah, that's right. Everybody needs the U-Haul because if they don't have it, there'll be no stuff. So, um, despite oh being at a 102, 103 fever, I had to haul myself out of bed in the morning, uh, drive down, sit in a cold unheated location that was still being worked on and um pick up a u-haul and make sure that you know x y and z was in place which uh i this is why in this moment this this period of being sick and then having to push through i don't have children i i you know that's just not a journey i've gone down but uh is very reminiscent to what i hear storytelling wise oh, yeah. from mothers who talk about having yeah. a child being horribly sick and having to push through anyway because your child needs x y and z and so for those of you who if you happen to fall in the category of people who do not look forward to the joys of parenthood but are like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do my own business i'm gonna run my own this i'm gonna run my own that it seems very freeing and very independent and it can be but the fact of the matter is the buck stops with you and um, it doesn't matter if you are tired and not feeling good or in pain or X, Y, and Z, you have to show up. You have to get the job done so that your career as being self-employed and then depending on what kind of career you go down, so if, if it's you and then you have people who are dependent on you for their own career, um, they have to be able to trust that they can show up and there's a job for them. Yeah. And so that was, um, during this moving process, that was what my experience was. I wasn't actually able, every time I showed up at Double Bar to actually like contribute to the actual moving process, everybody was like, go home. But I had to be up for all the behind the scenes so that the people who did show up out of the kindness of their heart and move all of the stuff that I couldn't move had a place to move to, had something to move it into, had everything was in place for people to do that. And uh, that's self-employment in a nutshell right there. So yeah. let me say on Friday, and there wasn't a lot that I felt like uh, I would never just like be like, yo, you got to get out of here or anything. I, I was, you know. Uh, it was like, I know what you've got to do, and then don't stay a moment later. Yeah. Like, because for me, the big thing with, with, I remember telling you too, is like, I need you like functioning like you are now, like going to the middle of April. We need you in May. Like, we can't have this linger forever. Like, do what you got to do and then kick this. Like, because yeah. we can hold down the fort. That's what you hired me to do. This is like, I've done the prep work. We've done this over the past eight months. You've been showing me all the things. So that way, in a pinch, I can bridge us to that moment. 
um, or you know, not just me, but Marcel. And let me make a. I know he might not listen, but he might not. You should know. Uh, let me. Everybody was awesome between Jack, your father, yeah. um, Bree killed it. Corey came in. I saw Corey. John Fernandez. Johnny. Let me say that first. Like, um, John Fernandez was the first one there, and like the last one out on Friday, and was the difference between. Yeah. Uh, making Friday. You and, you and he filled the entire U-Haul truck. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And we just listened to the Grateful Dead and we chatted and he's an awesome guy but also he's strong and so thank you. Um, but, but <laughs> Thanks it was, for moving that piano. But it was also the mindset too of not like we've got to get this done. Like there's no, it was just like yeah, well, let's let's do this. Like yeah. it's cool. Like it's Friday. It's beautiful out. Like let's let's move some stuff. Let's And, and then we moved all the U-Haul. We organized it enough and then Saturday it was so funny. I totally lied to Kelsey over a text because I didn't think she was coming. And she was like, what time are you going to be there today? I was like, 9.20. But being like, basically like, hey, basically here's your like courtesy text. Like, go back to sleep. Like, I didn't expect you to actually be there. And I told you this already. <laughs> and it was 9.35 or so. If you really want to like, yeah. And so I showed up and I had my, my like, I had like my food, my dunks. And you're just like, yeah, 9.20, my, you could fill in whatever word. And I was just like, I was I in the back of my head. 920 looks a lot like 940. Yeah. And I was just like, is this woman serious right now? Like, <laughs> yeah, she just, had a fever and she was she, serious. She, 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 Ryan, thanks for helping me with my business. Don't mind. Like, she, Ryan, I sure do enjoy, I sure do enjoy all this stuff in this U-Haul truck. That's really cool. <laughs> like, uh, and so, but like, there's a time and a place for everything. And it's on a podcast a couple weeks later. <laughs> Uh, and I just remember just like grumbling, picking up drum stuff and just being like, no, this is great. This is what I signed up for. Um, and so this is, and I remember you talking with me about the checklist of like, do we have this? Do we have this? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to, and it was just one of those things where it was like, yeah, the students will be okay. We'll be okay. And there was nothing to say, uh, like you both things had to exist. Like, I think it's, it's okay. Like you had to run through the checklist and I had to say it was going to be okay. Like we got this, Mm -hmm. like both things have to exist for both parties to be happy. Yeah. Like both parties have to, it's weird. You have to trust me on this for people listening. We've been, Kelsey and I have been in like a good one, two punch system for quite a while now. Both things, both parties need to be a little uneasy about like, well, are they really like, I don't know. And then like, like, you you need to have both parties to be able to vocally like say what they need to say and have everything out on the table yeah. or else it's not going to work. Yeah. Well, and so I think this goes to um you know what I mean because I, I I love to tie you know part of this podcast is is tying our experiences at Double Bar and in the world of music to takeaways. Like what is the takeaway that could be applied in any situation, right? And this is again, this is the the relationship. This is the relationship that is in place and to have a functional relationship both sides. So in that professionalism of like, hey, listen, I am your boss. I've run through this um not the move necessarily, but but yeah. but the program management which was happening simultaneously with the move i've run through this any number of times so that i can almost pre-plan for this in my sleep and i don't have to make lists anymore because i have boom boom boom. it's just so ingrained so that need for me to communicate okay like i need to know that you know all the things that are related not just 
the the stuff up front but the stuff behind right and then your your uh ability to communicate okay no this is what i'm planning this is what i've got going on things are going to be fine like yep that x y and z and that ability to have that conversation is what allows for things to to unfold in a in a positive way whatever whatever comes after right yeah. that allows for that sense of of trust and and at least that communication sets up for success in yeah. the long run so when you're when you are in a situation you might not be in a situation of here's my music store that I am then running all this stuff through but in a in a band situation or if you are employed at a school where you have to work with other staff members to achieve a certain end especially when they're doing things like the the stem or the steam schools or the the arts integration schools where it's like you might be doing music but you might actually have to teach other subjects within this and how do you meet this end goal to do this well the biggest piece of that is how you communicate with the team that you have to work with and so that way if someone does drop like in my case it was like i was out for the count for as much as normal can the job still get done maybe in a different way yeah but can it still get done yeah so i'm not going you and i are inherently two completely different people and there's just no way that the the rock program or the move or anything could get done and let me say that's where marcel uh comes in fantastic because i was just like on day one of so kelsey was still sick you were still sick on monday you were better on Sunday, and then the first day, it looked like it, it hit you hard. Yeah, it um, was like one of those re-crash. And, and Marcel, or her role, when I talk about this, like one-two punch between like Kelsey being there and then me like, helping to make things function, Marcel is like, from you know, I might be speaking out of term here, but is like an all-encompassing bubble for for this. Like she like she is here for when Double Bar needs that. Yeah, and it was massive. You know, she'll probably enjoy this. I feel like Dovar's spiritual guru is your yes. mother. And, like, for as much as people want to poo-poo that, I will take having one there beyond a shadow of a doubt every time during that. Because when I was, like, really stressed about, like, oh, I don't know about this. And, you know, we does, Marcel was just like, you know, Ryan, look, Kelsey's going to come in anyway. I know she, like, you've been trained and you've been doing things a certain way. But it's like, but it just does get it done and we'll figure it out later. Like, let's prioritize things. Like, it's going to be okay. And then on top of that, like, so to fast forward a little bit, the, we, you know, we had the shows and they were great. And the recording, Kelsey was there for the level exchange in basically exclusively in spirit. Um, yeah. Which, <laughs> like, you were able to speak a couple of times, but it was – it was a lot of like forward inf information between the two of us and then like raising your voice but constricting energy. Yep. And then I took the kids to the the program and we finished the job and it went it went well because the kids were, you know, they were well rehearsed. We had done all due diligence. It wasn't all about the show, it was about the months of rehearsal. Yep. Um and then Sunday we we moved some stuff and then Monday was was the big opening day and then I had subbed in for Kelsey as well on Tuesday to kind of give that launching point and i remember on wednesday being cooked and i just remember you and you marcel and myself were like okay which room ryan are you going to be based out of because you're teaching here a lot like what's the room you're gonna yeah. and also for those of you who don't know i was really one of like the last teachers to join on staff yeah and i have a good amount of students like i've been double bar has been awesome for me and i've had an awesome roster but 
it's it was all about like okay well we can punch you in these days and these days and it's like awesome great um because i'm out of school i don't have another job like all of my hours are open mm-hmm. let's find some time exactly and now it's like okay so now there's a blank slate and it's like okay so you're here this time what can we what can we plug you in for the majority of the time you're here yeah and i remember we were in one room and i was like i can make it work i can make it work and kelsey had overridden it was like nope and marcel as she saw my face um around five o'clock and she was just like yeah no more heavy thinking for you like she was just like yeah. that's it like she reads people your mother reads people really well emotionally and can do some incredible good with it mm-hmm. and and she chooses to she chooses to do some good with it which is fantastic and that was one of the moments where like you and I are both, I feel like it's like this and then it's this and this, and that's one of the strengths. We don't always see eye to eye, but it's like the end game makes sense. And your mother came out from a different perspective yeah. and was just like, hey, yo, I see you burning out. Like, nope, 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 nope. That we don't, like, you don't, you know. And Yeah, so I, I want to I wanna tie that because that is um, team building. You have to know who your team is. And if you know who your team is, and I think this is just like a life thing. This doesn't have to be a career thing. This, this is just a general life concept, which is you have to know who's on your team in whatever scenario it is. So for this situation, it's, it's double bar, right? Who is on the team that is double bar? And you have the people who are in and truck along and handle the bulk of the day-to-day, right? Um, That has been my task since day one, which is like this, my job is to make double bar go. And and the minutia and the small things that are double bar behind the scenes, um, I make those things go, right? And then my mother has been the person who comes in when you need the extra set of hands, the heavy lifting, and i that's metaphorical heavy lifting, although don't mess with my mama. She's no joke. For sure. Um, and, uh, and also the, the recalibration, the mental recalibration of prioritizing sometimes what is important in the big picture. And you know she you know she does that for me as my mother but also as a business partner when the chips are down she is the person that you can go to who is going to help clarify the framework and and the perspective um and then you have someone like you ryan where it's like okay i'm handling all this behind the scenes trucking and as the business grows that gets more and more demanding. So for me, handling, you know, upfront what what the what the world sees and the presentation of Double Bar, and having to also handle the backside, which is what nobody sees but makes the world go. That gets to be a little bit too much. So then it became okay to keep this this functional team happening. I need somebody who can start taking on what does the world see right? What is, who can hold up what is double bar to our customers, to the outside world and be true 
and help maintain the function of what happens visibly, right? The experience of when you come in, the experience of who you talk to, right? Of making sure this interaction with your, your customers or the people who support you is there. And then you have the trickle out from beyond that. Who are the people like that you call when you need that little extra something, right? John Fernandes and Bree and, and these people yeah. who, who rose out and said, oh yeah, yeah, you need us for a short term extra commitment. Yeah, we're happy to do that. That's great, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think when you're, when you're looking at uh, say your project, whatever your project is, whether it's, it's music or business or or something in life that is your own endeavor, whatever whatever it may be, looking at at the people who you include in your team is huge, because the move from Double Bar would not have been feasible if I didn't have a team that I was very careful. We have tons of people, and I will say this: we have tons of people that apply to work at Double Bar, teachers, front staff. We have a lot of people who apply to be here. And um, it's we do not take the vast majority of them. Sometimes even when we need someone, sometimes even if it's, oh, we really need this teacher for this particular instrument, we will not take them because they don't mesh well in the overall concept of what Double Bar is as a team. Um, and then sometimes we take someone on even if, it's like, well, I don't know if we need them. So that was me. So I was like, at that point, I was the third guitar teacher on staff. Yep. Right. And you, there, okay, so there's this there's this famous football player, Julian Edelman. He was a quarterback in college. And he got drafted by the Patriots in the seventh round. And Bill Belichick said, yeah, I don't know what position you're going to play, but you can play football. We'll find something for you. Report to camp. And he ended up becoming a, a famous wide receiver. Wore, like, blew up great. That was kind of my role at Double Bar, where it was like, yeah, we don't know exactly what you're going to do, but, like, it's, like, cool. But you did – we talked about – in the last podcast, we talked about, like, the first rock program. It's like, well, you did that, and you showed up, and that was great. So we don't exactly know what's going to happen next, but here we have a couple students. Can you do a Saturday? Yep. And it was like, okay, cool. And then it was like, and I talked with Kelsey, and it was, you know, I was like, okay, well, we do have a need for somebody who's just going to just do the front desk on a Monday. And then it was like, okay, well, we do have a need for, and it just kind of became a trickle-down thing. So let me encompass two things real quick. One, uh, the key, I think, for there's going to be up, uh, accepting ups and downs on personal relationships is huge. Yeah. Don't take anything personally. Wait, take some time, breathe, sleep. And then communicate in a seek first to understand, then to be understood. Yep. And you will find in life that the majority of things just needs, it's just situational. You breathe. And the things that aren't situational, that do matter, if you seek to understand the other side first, instead of just playing the waiting game to speak. But if you seek to understand the yeah. other side, you'll find, and, and if it still doesn't solve itself, that's fine. There could just be different respect but you need to go through all of those steps and you can't just like be like well i did all that and then i no 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 no. you need to actually that is like a key for for a lot of this like i if i take like kelsey being like well i need you to run through a they're like do you have this do you have this do you have that for the program it's like 
does she not think that I can? No, 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 no. Don't take that personally. Like, understand it's like you're in that situation in the first place. So it's not personal. Yeah. Like you're, you're there. Your job is to thrive. And so like, don't take it personally until you've calmed down. You've communicated. Most things in life just need breathing time and then talk in a reasonable, open manner. And you can solve a lot of things. And then two, the key for the double bar move for me, watching it from the outside, was also not – what's the right word? Not guilting, not assuming, not expecting teachers, like forcing. Like, okay, well, you're on staff, so you're going to need to be here one of those three days. It's like, hey, we understand you're gigging musicians. Maybe you have other jobs. Maybe you just made plans. Like, that's fine. We'll take whoever we can get whenever we can get them. That's fine. And you'll be surprised is if you don't force expectations on people, you'll be surprised because everything is a net positive. Right? And like, we ended up with more help than we could actually use. And that's fantastic because – and don't forget, too, people like to be valued. So, like, you know, you might think, like, oh, it's a burden. But, like, people are like, this is cool. I'm helping a store move. Like, not long-term, not I have to lift something every single time. If people liked part, I would say even more than be valued, but people like to contribute if they feel like they have a place. Yes. Right? So um, the hope is that after seven years of being in business as we have, hopefully our experience and our relationship with our staff and with uh, anyone that we've been had this community with has been positive enough that they – they are, they are excited and willing to contribute. So let me end this with a conversation I had with you, um, on, oh, I totally blank. Oh, I think it was on, on Wednesday. I told you, uh, I was like, yeah, two things. I was like, one, like I loved every moment because you had asked like, uh, how are you doing? I was like, honestly, I'm totally burnt, but I loved every moment of like, being here and like doing like short-term takeover and having your mother and when it was like it's not like it was like all right everybody i'm doing it it was like guys like like come to me if you got anything we're gonna piecemeal this together we're gonna make a quilt until kelsey comes back ready to go and then we'll pass the quilt off like this is gonna take whoever can do this like pitch in your five percent and just push it all on me and marcel and we will figure it out and your mother was like my my like well you're burning out oh i'm starting to see it like cool take a second i got this we're good we're good we're good yep and i was like one i loved every moment of it because this is what i live for it's a muscle i don't get the flex much because double bar is a well-run system which i'm very thankful for but every once in a while in life even systems need you to to like make it happen like this it's like there's no protocol for a move yep and then two i never want your job like <laughs> so if you ever have any worries for that and then I'd ask, I remember you asked, like, well, what can what can we do for you? And I was like, honestly, tomorrow's Thursday. Like, I don't want to release a theory video. I don't want to edit anything. I don't want to post any social media. It's like, I want to shut off my phone. It's the only thing you can get me. It's like one day off a of double bar. And Kelsey will attest, at 7.30 or so, I texted her. And I was just like, how do people have two of these off a week? Like, this blows my mind. Like, what do you do with Couldn't this much time? Couldn't even handle. Couldn't even handle Not it. Not even one day, which, like, kind of, <laughs> you know. But that was – it's nice. We're on the other side of it now. The store, um, you know, it's still being chipped away at. But I think the progress people make, um, you know, people see, like, oh, wow, it's made all – you know, 
but we're at, I wanted to tell this story. I know this podcast was long, but I wanted to tell this story now while it was relevant. Yeah. While this still, while all the details were hot, while the emotions were true, I think as, you know, people have proven, studies have proven, memories aren't really memories. It's you remembering the last time you did them. Yep. So I wanted to talk about this while they were still real memories, while the emotions were still hot, while the events were still relevant, as opposed to us talking about it in two months, where it's like we could kind of glaze over this and that. I wanted to talk about the nitty gritty. It wasn't always perfect, but I would say we had... We learned a lot over the past couple months on how to function um, between my relationship with you, your relationship with your mother at this next step, my relationship with Marcel, because Marcel is still my old college professor in a lot of my mind. And and that's a good thing to have. It's good to have reverence. And you always want to have respect for people, no matter if they're in positions of authority or not. You'll like, like if it's your boss or it's your coworker or somebody you're running, like, so... This was uh, this was very important. I feel like it tells the story. We did a nice part one, part two. It tells the story of Double Bar before and the memories and the fun times. And then it's like, hey, this is the nitty gritty that really like Jack saw like a quarter of. Well, and I, I just think it's good for for what you experience and the priorities of how you have to function with changes within your business and in your career and and how to function with that with the people around you. Yeah, and let me say, let me wrap with this too. Let me, I know I've been ending, but let I, me yeah, end. Yeah, you've yeah. been ending. This is yeah. like the let third me, Lord of the Rings is, right this, now. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> um, just because something's not in your job description doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Like, like understand the time and energy and take notes. And if you're really valued at a place, like it will, it will pay dividends. But like, don't not do something just because it's like, whoa, I didn't like, no, no, no. Take a chance. Take a swing. Like you're going to be happier if you try something and you launch and you just like, you know, I'm here because I heard somebody play smooth in college and I was like, I could do that. Put me up on that ensemble like now. And now I'm here. So like take a chance, do something that's not in your job description, find a way and then don't. And yeah. you will be surprised at even sometimes the little times you do that, that the person that employs you or, or is uh, your higher up, even if they're not the, the ultimate boss to be, people notice those things. We look for those things. Yeah. And, and then I guess when in doubt, definitely don't impulsively buy a second store. Yep. Like I told Kelsey, the last thing I said on Saturday was like, hey, do me a favor and don't move again. <laughs> Come on. All right. Well, that that's a great bookend. I wanted to I want to keep this one light just like that. Uh, thank you for listening to the journey. We will have something lighter for you ne- or not for you next week. We'll see you next time.